Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Well, this morning there's someone in church who remembers and wants to give a testimony. The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 14 that thy testimonies are my counselors and also bring me delight. Amen. So this morning, let's put our hands together and welcome Eugene to share his testimony. Church, you can do it better for him as he comes on stage. Um, please introduce yourself. Um, good morning. Uh, good morning. I'm Eugene. I'm with the Protocol and Security Team. Church, please give it up for him. Encourage him. Hello, Eugene. What's your testimony about? Okay, so my testimonies are two. Uh, okay. One is about job, and the other is about my health. So, a um, couple of months ago, I gave a testimony here. Um, telling the church how true mommy, the prayers, the counseling, the advice, I secured two jobs at a go. Wow. But one wasn't um, clearly paying. So I spoke to mommy about it and as usual, mommy is not just a mother, but she has that fatherly, you know, force and strength and everything. Wow. She... It's a good place to put your hands together. So um, I remember I met mommy about um, three times and both occasions and anytime I meet her she will encourage me that it will bear fruit so a couple of months ago I was in the studio, I finished what I was doing and I was summoned to the manager's office so I was a bit you know, <laughs> afraid but what got me so good it was about my contract oh. and um, last month I received an alert from my bank and it's been credited. It's a good place to put your hands together. I think you don't understand the testimony. The, the reason why, personally, I was shocked was because when you check the media terrain, it's not normal to go through that process. So, so you see, you don't understand the testimony. It's a good place to put your hands together, church. My, you think it's so easy to find a job. It's not so easy. You can be in a workplace and you don't even know what your role is like you are just working but he after he's been there for just a short while i'm sure you went to miss people yes they oh, don't yes. even have contracts it's a good place to put your hands together church my second testimony is about my health yeah. i took my first vaccine and i had complications i i took the second one i also had complications yes. so it was medication after medication symptom after symptom so I remember um, a doctor from KCC advised me to take a certain form of medication. It was very expensive and it was really draining me. But I 
through those periods, I wasn't in church because I traveled for a certain assignment. I came back to church last week and I took the communion. I prayed to God that, Charlie, I don't like this thing because I don't like taking medications. And by the grace of God, throughout the week, I've been taking my meds. I'm fine. And, um, so he's saying that he has not been well. But when he came to church last week, Sunday, he took the communion. And by the prayers of our Father, he got healed. Why are you still sitting down like that? I want to say to everybody here that for me, um, Bishop Ogo said something. I said it the last time that mommy compensates for the inefficiencies of our biological parents. And for me, she's my everything. Advice, counseling. So if you are here, Charlie, listen to the advice and you'll be blessed. And um, happy birthday, Bishop Dad. Happy Father's Day, sorry. Please put your hands together for you, Jane. As you put your hands together, your testimony is also coming in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Some of you are not happy to be here, but I want to tell you, you are in the right place at the right time. I want you to make a joyful noise unto the Lord and put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Tell your neighbor, you don't know the reason why you are standing here, but I want to tell you that it is because, it is because of a father Hallelujah. It is because of a father. Hallelujah. I want you to put your hands together for our father, Bishop Jack Heward Mills. Hallelujah. If it weren't for him, there would not be any church here for you to be sitting in. Amen. If it weren't for him, he wouldn't have sent anybody here to be our pastor. The pastor he has given us in ES Joy. Hallelujah. So it's a great honor to be in church today. And today our lives are about to be changed. Amen. Our lives are about to be impacted in a different way. I want you to take your notebook, take your Bible, and tell your neighbor, please don't disturb me. Tell your neighbor, please do not disturb me. And if I see you sleeping, I will pour water on you. If I see you sleeping, I'll pour water on you. Church, let's put our hands together. Let's welcome our pastor. E.S. Joy, put your hands together for him. Father, we are so grateful. We thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. God the Father is the first Father that we have. And he has been faithful. I said he has been what? If you will think about a year ago, the way you were fooling with the corona, you are still here. Hey! The way you didn't believe that it was even happening. And the way you say you won't wear a mask. But and you were moving around, sitting, trusting, that, that, that you are still here. Put your hands together as we thank our God the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Usually on Father's Day, we take the opportunity to pray for our fathers. But this particular Sunday, this particular Father's Day, I want us to pray for just one father. The father that you have and I have, we share the same father. 
Amen. And I was telling the first that I noticed that many of you don't really know him and you don't really know much. You know the church you are in and you see a few things, but you don't really know him. Are you there? And you hear saying that, oh, he has built a church and he has built Mampogan. And that's all you know. So I'm going to give you a few facts this morning. Yeah. I'm going to give you a few facts, a few things you didn't know. Do you know that Ghana has a school for blind children? And these children write SHS. They write WASI. Yeah, they go to school, they write WASI. But because they are blind, they can't read. Yeah. Imagine you are going to write your words, you can't read. So, no textbooks, no nothing. Most of them read by what you call braille, your fingers over the letters, but nothing. It was Bishop Dag who puts books in their school, in braille. Yes, one child with all set te- textbooks. So that they can read the curriculum and pass the words. Did you know it? You didn't know. Do you know that every month, a huge percentage of the beggars in Accra come to the Kodesh and they are given an allowance for the month. Uh, you didn't know it. Uh, you didn't know. Uh, have you seen that? You say it's your father. I thought you said you know your father. Did you know that if you are going to be a bad person, eh, be arrested in Accra so that they will put you in counterback in Accra? All the counterbacks in Accra were renovated by him. Yes. Each and every one of them was renovated. And your clapping is very weak. I don't know whether you have built even a chicken coop behind your house before. Yeah. I thought you said you know everything. Or you don't know everything. Yeah. Do you know that every time he goes on Healing Jesus campaign inside Ghana, he has a medical outreach for free care to anybody who come there. Did you know that many times they will take the worst cases that cannot be sorted out and bring them to Kolibu for treatment and pay the bill? Did you know? Did you know that operations to the tune of 60,000 Ghana cities have been done on strangers who they don't know from anywhere, who they ju- he had just met in some village somewhere? Did you know? Uh, you didn't know that one too. I thought you said you know. Your father. You only know that I preaches and write books. You didn't know all this one. Uh, are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. He has just finished building a huge hospital. We are, we are waiting to open it. And this hospital is supposed to provide limbs for people who don't have legs, don't have hands, don't have arms. And the work. Uh, you see that one too, you didn't know. Hey, the church has become very quiet. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. And it is spreading. You are surprised. Yeah, we are surprised. I think even the prison in Liberia was renovated by him. You know, he talks about a, a prison that he saw. That he has, it was so depressing. The place was totally dark. And how he had never seen a place like that. And he tried to do something about it. At least he has tried. I don't know how many beggars you are fed on your road. The madman down your street, have you been giving him bread? But we have math to talk. Oh. We have math to talk. Uh, it's true or it's not true? And you will see people who have not donated a chicken egg to anybody taking him on on social media. And you are his child and you are quiet. Ooh. 
my, my, my. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Hey, you are very quiet. Though. I'm just trying to let you see that there's even more to your father that you didn't know. Yeah. I can, words and time will fail me to tell you the people who have been helped. Just given a hand up. Pastors, young pastors, they've started their churches trying to build. You see, you don't know what it is to be a pastor standing alone. Yeah. Standing alone. And then he has just come. He said, okay, let me help you, Ruth. Let me help you. I'll help you a little. Just to help you. You are trying to do something for God. Let me just help you on your way so that it will encourage you. What a father. Give me my Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 6. I saw this scripture yesterday and I've been fascinated ever since. Proverbs 17, 6. Children's children are the crown of old men. That means the grandchildren are the crown of the old man. That one we know. But I know you didn't know this part. And the glory of children are their fathers. Yeah. The glory of children are their fathers. Your glory, your beauty is your father. Uh So when you stretch your left hand and you insult him, it's your glory that just does but we have not been insulting our father at all this morning I want us to just pray for him I want us to just pray for him he is carrying on he's working the enemy's children are still making noise and he's just doing what he's doing but you can be sure he's a human being you can be sure you when they call you a fool does it not pain you even when you know you're not a fool yeah you just want to pray for him Lift up your voice and pray for him. Oh, thank God for his life. May God grant him more days. May God grant him more days. May he grant him more days. More energy, more of everything. Just talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Thank God for his life. Thank God that because of him, we also exist in this place. Thank God for a father, a founder of the ministry, our father in ministry. For some of us, our father in Christ. Thank God. Thank God. May the Lord bless him. May the Lord increase his days. May the Lord look upon him in mercy. May the Lord lift him higher and higher for every resource and give him double for his trouble. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for Bishop Dag. Thank you for placing us under him. We lift him up today. Thank you for Father's Day. We remember him. We pray, Lord, that you give his father's heart, his fathering heart cause to glory and to be happy. In the mighty name of Jesus, cause him to rise up above his detractors. Cause him to move ahead. I pray, oh God, that you will just let your grace abound towards him, that he will not be slowed down or stopped by anything that is going on. All that he's doing, Father, grant him more grace and more strength to carry on until he fulfills every single thing that you've placed before him. And for we, his children, grant us the grace to know how to relate to our Father and to be one of the reasons why he's happy in this world. We thank you so much for his life. Grant him long life, oh God. And grant him helpers, more helpers, more speed, and more of everything that he needs. I pray for his family, that it will be well with each and every one of them, so that he may serve you unhindered. In Jesus' mighty name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today is Father's Day, 
And in this particular service, I hope that you have called your father this morning because it's already 12. I hope you have sent him a message, called him. Yeah, I hope you have given him a little gift. You know, fathers, I don't know why we do that. Too. Number one, half the time we don't remember that Father's Day is coming. Is it true or is it not true? That's why I, this year I said I won't spare. I've been making noise since last Sunday. That Father's Day is coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> Amen. So that you do something. So many times, we don't let our fathers know that we love them. And we don't let them know that we miss them. And because they are not, you see, it's mothers who are demonstrative. They'll hold you. They'll... So you think that that's all. But you don't know that your father also feels deeply. He's just different. I mean, that's how men are. Are you there? And your son who is young and running to you and hugging you will also be a man and will also become like that. <laughs> so learn to read between the lines to see who your father is. Amen. Oh, are you there? The way you acquired this afternoon, I'm not sure that. And so this afternoon, I just want to share a short but very important message with you. How to respond, a good response to your father. A good what? Response to your father. Because some of you, the reason why your father is not minding you is because of how you do your things. You see, as for your mother, she would have cried with you and said it, but he, he won't say. He'll just be there. And so many of you will come and you say, Me, I can't chat with my father. Mm hmm. Eh. Mm hmm. I, I don't know what to say to my father. You are the child. Go and say something. Don't expect he is not the one who's going to come and find a way to talk to you. So you go and find a way to talk to him. And you'll be very surprised. And as you grow, you begin to understand why he is the way he is. <clears throat> hey. hey! Are you there? So the first point I want to share with you today, your responses, reactions, and your reception of your father will determine a lot of things concerning you. Your response, your reaction, and your reception. How you receive him. It will determine a lot of things for you. If your response to your father is cold, because you feel that, hey, my father is a very wicked man, it will have a consequence for you. Hey. If you react... <laughs> It will have, if you react negatively, it will have a consequence. Hey. If you don't receive him, it will have a consequence. Are you there or you have traveled? Many years ago, we were in Tamale at the time, and we were going to have a major program in some part of the northern region. And as a church, we had prepared, it was a major outreach it was going to take us about six days, if I remember. And we're going to be living somewhere. We'll be in one place, and then we'll gather the villages somewhere. Bishop Big Daddy came to be with us. And we really looked for it. It was a major, major, major program. Now, when this program was going to come on, a certain man, one of my, my guys, his father said he was coming up to visit this guy and his wife. Now, the background to this visit was that the father was supposed to be a hard man, according to the mother. And as evidenced by the children. Are you there? And the mothers, that's how, you know, they look softer. The men look harder. And the, the children had grown up knowing that their father is hard. 
Eh, he's a wicked man. He's a stingy man. He doesn't give. He has a good job, but he only pays our fees and gives us small to go to school. Anyway, the children had grown. He had paid all the fees. They had finished school, most of them. And then this man was coming up to visit the child. And the son, you see, the son and wife were in my church. And they had also planned plan to go on this journey. Doesn't this sound like an interesting journey? As we are going to camp out and we are there. I mean, you feel proud that you are a Christian. You have done work. So when he said his father was, he was about to call the father and say, oh, it cannot work. I said, brother, it is working. You have been here all these years. Your father has not managed to come up to visit you. Now he says he's coming. Be here. We'll see you later. Alligator. In a while. Crocodile. Hey, it's pain them. Then they stayed. Then I remember, I turned to the guy and said, if your father comes in and he comes to stay with you, blessings will follow you. That's what I told him. Then I left. When I came back, the guy said, oh, we had a very good time with my dad. I mean, they flowed in a way they had not flowed when he was a child. Because now the SMM is not there so it's just them and daddy and now they are taking daddy around to show him different places and this and that so I mean that's what I'm saying to you that if your relationship with your father is not good you must make the effort if you make a little effort you'll get a response I'm talking about your responses and your reactions to your father up until this point his reactions to his father had been negative based on what his mother had said mothers when we are speaking eh, it's not so much that we are just trying, we are just talking. That's how we are. So she had also talked about things from her point of view. But how your mother is to you is not how she is to your father. And how your father is to you is not how he is to your mother. So they, they have their own matter. Leave their matter for them. Tell your neighbor that from today I've left my mother's matter for my father and my father's matter for him. I've left it. I'm a child. Me, I'm a child. Are you there? So when this man came, he suddenly discovered that his father was an interesting person. So they had flowed. And then the father went back. Are you here? Do you remember I told him that? Blessings. Blessing number one. Two weeks after he left, he had some cabby. It can only be described as a... It was a moving piece of trouble. I mean, if you bring it here, by the time it has reached station, it has broken down. From station, we managed to repair it. By the time we reached there in labor, it has broken down. That kind of car. As his father went back, he was there when they called him. Your new engine is on the bus. It's coming. Blessing number one. I tell you, your reactions, your reactions, they will bring a blessing or something else. Are you there? Yes. Number two, as time went on, the man was flowing with, you see, this is the only child he was flowing with because all the others felt our father is wicked. One day, the man said, come, I want to show you something. So the man came. When he came, you see, the, the mother used to say that the man has money that he doesn't want to give them. You see, so that the children will sport and look very, you know, they had just what they needed. The man said, uh-huh. I want to show you what I've done with the money. 
I didn't give you. To eat and to wear and to show. You see, when you have a phone, it's a phone. It doesn't have to be an eye. Uh-huh. That's how the man was. So you have something you can use, but it's not an eye. So the issue is that but you can afford an eye. So why are you giving us this? You have a, a what? You have a shirt, but it's not a money. Those kinds. So but you have a shirt. So the man now called him and said, Okay. I've called you today to show you something I've never told anybody about. I've not told anybody. I'm the only one who knows, and my will knows. Are you there? The Amani shirt I didn't give you. The designer trousers I didn't give you. The travelings I didn't give you. Have you seen it? That's your house. The tickets I didn't buy for you people to be moving and blowing time. The things I didn't see. Your brother. That's his house. The extra things you wanted to blow time and see in the house and enjoy them. And something, something. This is your other sibling. That's the house. The man had built one, one child, one house. One child, one house. One child, one house. One, I tell you, your reaction to your father will provoke something in your life. Yeah. Oh, but mommy, you see, the kind of father that I have is not able to build a house. Keep your mouth shut. Do you know what he can do or not? Sometimes we are too fast. One day, somebody blessed me with something. When I received the fair, fair. Lord, you know, sometimes God can surprise you and you are overwhelmed. So I was a bit overwhelmed. I said, Lord, this one. Hey, I don't know. What. Then he said, Do you remember? Every time you went to see your father, you gave him something. He said, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. He said, this is one of the blessings. That's what has brought you this. By this time, my father was even dead and gone. I said, yeah, I wish I'd known it earlier. I'd have told him, say that God bless you more. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, but the people who put it up should come and help us. Now, these people, they can't see it up. They are actually spoiling our design. It shouldn't stand on a balloon. The balloons should be yes, and then you put the leg well. Yeah, my mom not. Then I give you not. <laughs> the way it's standing, crying yeah, first, it's first. If they adjust it at an angle, be Oh. <laughs> okay, it will work. After service, come and stand and take a picture. Hey. Amen. Are you there? So rather than trying to be a little bit too something, 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 let your reactions to your father be right. And my father, he has been insulting me. You see, two things. Number one, maybe you are worthy of the insult. But number, <laughs> but number two, you don't, you, don't, you don't react back. Don't react back. Because this generation, some of you, your, your teeth are sharp. And even the way you refer to him, this old man, this old man, eh? Yo. Hmm. Amen. As we will see further, you will see that your father can cause you to rise or fall. Uh-huh. And I know that I have fathers in this service. We will pray for our fathers before we end. But I want to say to you that be aware of the power that you have. 
Sometimes you are not aware of it. And if you are not aware of it, you can cause a disaster that you didn't plan. Because if you follow children, eh, you can say some things. Eh. Hey. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. Number two. A father can cause his child to rise by blessing them specifically. A father can cause his child to rise by blessing them specifically. Amen. Have you not noticed that every Sunday our father blesses us? In the prayers. Yeah. Eugene shared with us something that changed for him. But many of us, we're just there saying, but we've not really thought about it. But when you think about it and you go back, you begin to see that those blessings are actually doing something in your life. And if you are a father here, I want to say to you that take the advice. Be, bless your children. Say good things. It is in the nature of children to be foolish. That's one day it's normal. And the Bible too gives you a cure. <laughs> That's not my subject this morning. <sighs> so you administer your corrections, but bless your children. Be careful what you say to your children. Hey! The church is very quiet. Too. Hmm. Hmm. You see, many times, a father, your father has blessed you because you've not given him a reason to bless you. So find a reason. Be the one, if you are a young person here, be the one to meet him when he returns from work. Take his bag, get him his water, collect his shoes, bring him his slippers, rather than running off in the other direction and leaving it for your brother to do. Your brother will collect the blessing and you'll be there. Amen. Even as a mom, I see the blessings I have spoken over my children. I see them come to pass. Hey. Yeah. One of the prayers I used to say over my children, I used to say, may they be the pressure to their peers. Because young people are always responding to, to peer pressure. They do things because other people. And all my kids, whether they are phlegmatic or whatever they are by temperament, they are the pressure. Yes. So what they say is what is done. I can watch them sometimes. Oh, the family, we are together. Some people say, oh, let's watch this film. We want to do this. They'll say, no, we are watching this one. That's it. We are going here. Even their unbeliever Christian, um, um, cousins follow them 31st night. <laughs> it's like, where are we going 31st night? We are going to Bishop Dad. They will go. Meanwhile, they don't know Christ anywhere. But we are going because the pressure to their peers. From my words. Yeah. So why will you not bless your children, Charlie? You're going to be a good guy, a great guy. Yeah. Hey. Are you there? Mm. Genesis 9.26 Genesis 9.26 is the words of Noah. Blessed be the Lord God of Shem and Canaan shall be his servant. It's like that prepare, prepare. It's like that prepare, prepare till today. Because Shem, Ham and Jephthah, they were the three sons from whom everybody in the earth came. And this blessing is still like that. The Lord God of Shem. Up to today. Japheth too is prospering by the words of Noah. Yes. Yes. But child, you have to earn it all. Most of you are children. You, are, you must get your... You must do something that provokes the blessing. Are you in the church? Hey. 
The way you are quiet, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Give me verse 27. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. This thing, it has come to pass. Hey! Practically. Practically. Yay. Should I tell you who they are? Go back to verse 26. Blessed be the Lord God of Shem. Shem is the father of the Middle East. And if you look at it, the major religions of the world are from there. The religions that have affected Islam is from there. Christianity is from there. Yeah. Blessed be. So you, because Shem likes God and his things, that's it. Verse 27. <laughs> Verse 27. God shall enlarge Japheth. Japheth is the father of the Caucasians, the white people. Let's start looking at where they are. Where are they? Continent. Europe. Where again? America. North and South. Australia. They are everywhere. Everywhere. I won't, come to, I won't talk about the last one today. Today we want to be happy. But I'm just showing you that a father's blessing, it came to pass. So father, your child may be a stupid ass, but you, by your mouth, change it. Change it. I said what? Change it by the words of your mouth. By the words of your mouth. You will change something and it will actually come to pass. Hallelujah. Number three, a father can cause the rise of his child by predicting his greatness. Hmm. By predicting his greatness. So even before you have seen much, you start to speak. And you see, these are very, very important things because if you look at the child, one she yawonka. The child that you are paying fees for that you are sending to school, he should bring you water. He has run away. The child who should do something for you, he has rather stolen. Hey! Don't provoke your father to anger, I beg you. Because in the same way as the blessing can fall, a curse can also fall. A curse, something that has been said in anger. Hmm. Let's go to the Bible and look at something. Hmm. Genesis. It's in Genesis that you see it. Genesis 49, verse 3 and 4. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength. This is Jacob coming to bless his children. Hmm. Hmm. The excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. We are very happy with how we have reached so far. Verse 4. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed and defiled thou it. He went up to my couch. Reuben had gone to sleep with his father's wife in his father's bed. And the father caught him. And you see, the father pronounced words over him. That he'll be unstable as water. Do you know that in the genealogies, when they later on talk about the children, Reuben is omitted. Totally omitted. He's the firstborn. And he became nothing. He became nothing. 
you see. But see, again, it was his actions that caused his father to react in a certain way. You see. Hey, but me, my father, he doesn't like me. Young lady and young gentleman chatting over there, you will soon be here on the stage. Very soon, you will be here on the stage. You have come from where to come and chat here? If we ask you to come and do film star, can you do? Nonsense. Hey! Makabataya Masande. Hey! Oh, I'm not afraid of any of you. Uh, amen. But are you understanding something? He provoked something in his father. And so many of you are still young. You're not even fathers yet. And I'm saying to you that watch how you walk with your father. If your father and your mother have issues, child, get out of the middle of them. That's be their own business. When your father was slapping your mother, did they, call, did they call you? When your mother was going to born for your father, did they call you? So why do you think that you are qualified to speak? Just leave it. When they come, say, please, I'm a child. I cannot. I'm a, and you are a child. Hey, grown-up things. We, the pastors, we are afraid to talk. Then you are talking. It's not everything that the pastors will go and talk. Oh. At all. Some of the things we just manage it, a prayer is something. Eh, because eh, you're going to, eh. hmm. Then you, the child. Hey. Anyway, I don't know what Reuben's father's wife told him. That made him now think that he can get up and go and be a concubine. He can go and sleep with the father's wife. Hey. Hmm. Now, in the same day and at the same time when this man was talking to Reuben like this, let's go down, verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bow, even a fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the wall. In other words, he's doing very well. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, referring to his problems with his brothers. But his bow abode in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd the stone of Israel. Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee. And by the almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that lieth under. Blessings of the breasts. Hmm. Are you there? And of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessing of my progenitors unto the utmost bones of the everlasting hills. They shall be upon the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brother. This is exactly, the, the man is talking to another son. And he's pronouncing another blessing. saying that you dear, you will do well ah, that your, 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 you see, it's like you have planted the tree by the wall. And the thing has grown and grown and grown and it has even gone over the wall. So not only you are eating the mangoes, but the, the neighbor too is getting their share. Chese, we are fruitful, Basa. May your father have cause to speak a fruitful blessing of fruitfulness over you. Amen. Some of you need to go back and repair the relationship. And some of you mothers, you have to learn to shut up. Hey. Pastor, you don't know what my husband I agree, I don't know what your husband did, but your child is not your counselor. He's your child. Seek counsel somewhere. Hey. You now already now you knew that that's how the guy is. He went there and married him. 
One day, I had these very nice children in my church. You see, the stories are a lot. I have to just cut some. And we, dear, what we knew was that mother, father, children. One day, we heard that father has gone back to Accra. And father has gone to marry his first wife with the proceeds of the car that belonged to his second wife. And we said, oh, what confusion is this? The children were so hurt. So I began to enter the thing to see what, 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 what are they talking about. And I discovered that when the man was transferred from Accra, he already had a family. And he abandoned that family. And he came up to Tamale. And he married another woman who knew of the existence of the other family. And he stayed with the woman. Oh! the days they had children put their children in school did this and that and that and that until the children had begun to finish I think they finished SS they were in university etc etc then it was time for the man to retire and the man decided that I don't want to stay here I'm going back to my line momo and I'm going to take this one for her to collect me back I will take her to church and I'll marry her properly hey. <laughs> So the children, my members were the children. Uh-huh. The children were my church members. I knew their mom and dad. I used to go to the house. I knew them. But they were now growing. So I was there one day when they came. I thought they said, very wicked man. He's a very bad man. I said, stop. When he came to rap your mother, did she not know of the existence of the other woman? Then they said, she, she knew. I said, I rest my case. Your mother has been as foolish as your dad. It's their business. You, your children. You, your children. You are children. And so, Pastor, are you saying that the man was right? We are not discussing the rightness or wrongness of the man. What I am saying is that the woman knew. When she was breaking the other house, she knew. So if now, after she has broken the house, the man is breaking it again, I, I, what, 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 you the child, what do you have to say? You don't have anything to say. You just walk properly. That's your father, walk properly. That's all. That's all. That's all. Hmm. Hey. The church has become very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. The firstborn of the first wife began to call his siblings of the second wife. And one day I was there and the youngest daughter, she told me and she said, my brother has been calling me. Should I answer? I said, of course you should answer. Ah, just like how you and your brothers had nothing to do with your mother's matter, that's how he and his people, they also didn't have anything to do. So if he's trying so that you will be friends, I said, look, these old people, after they have done their nonsense, they will die and leave you all. It will be only you. Hey, the church has become quiet. Yeah. And you know, several years later, I was happy about the advice I gave her. Because after connecting with the sister, he began to connect with the siblings. Then one day he said, I want to talk to your mother. And she said, hey, my mother will kill me. He said, no, I want to talk to her. When they gave the phone to her, he said, Ma, I wanted to tell you that when I came to stay in your house as a 10-year-old, I didn't treat you right. I'm sorry. Today I'm an adult. I want you to know that I didn't know any better. And I want to ask you to forgive me. 
Yeah. That's the firstborn of the first wife. He was Christian enough to see that, Charlie, let's just clear this thing and let's just live our lives. Do you know that when the youngest daughter got to her final year of her studies and the father was now broke because he's retired, who paid the fees? First brother. Yeah. Yeah. First brother. Amen. What is the morale of what I'm saying to you? Listen, there are some things you cannot change. Yo. Could they have changed what has happened between them? It's not given to you. It's not given. What is given to you is your own behavior. That's what's been given to you. Your own behavior. That's all you have. Yeah. You cannot change even the person sitting by you. If you start trying to change them, what will they do? They'll just go and get another chair. <laughs> they'll just say, you are disturbing me. And they'll relocate to another place. So what can you change? Yourself. Your response to your father, your response to your mother is the only thing that you can change. You, look, you can advise your mother. Recently, somebody was telling me that the father has done this to the mother. This, that, 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 that. I don't understand why my mother doesn't leave. I said, hey, you don't understand. That's why you should shut up. You don't understand. All the writings on the wall, she should leave. She has not left. Are you the one who's going to make her leave? Ah. Hey. Hmm. The church has become very quiet. I said, when you finish, we'll be your third party. Hey. Hmm. One day, I was not happy with my husband. And one of my sons came and I said that I'm not going to talk to him today. I don't know how to fight like that, but I don't know that day. I said, I won't talk to him today. And my son was there. Then the day went on. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. So, because he's my friend, so if something is happening, it's your friend you want to boss that, hey, this has happened, you see. So me, I'd forgotten. So I was chatting, bossy, he said, oh, this, 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 this. And then my son came and said, hey, hey, what? <laughs> I thought you said today, dear. You see, if you now become the, what you call, you are going to enforce the not talking. To, me say, who be your third person singular? Ah. Hmm. I thank God my son has the wisdom to say nothing. He didn't encourage me to talk or not talk. It's not his business. Otherwise, he would have been standing there supporting mommy. Don't talk, don't talk. Who are case? When you come, I'm busy chatting with the guy. Hey! The only place you can take the issue is to God, but you can't do anything physically. Yeah. Next one. Hmm. A father can cause the rise of his child by the blessing of your friends, and the cursing of your enemies. By the blessing of your friends and the cursing of your enemies. Are you there or you have traveled? In Genesis chapter 28, when Isaac or Jacob, as you feel like, whatever, when Isaac was blessing Jacob, he blessed him with a blessing. When God came, he came and said the same thing. Same chapter. So it's like God was just agreeing with yeah, what the father was, yeah, yeah. 
It was when I was preparing for this thing that I saw it. I said, ah, I thought, you know, I was reading the thing. I said, ah, I thought those words were God to Jacob in the famous story where Jacob went to lie down on the stones. Then I realized those were the words of his father as he was leaving the house. Yeah. As he was leaving the house, the father blessed him. And the exact words that his father blessed him with, that's what God used later on in the chapter. So, Charlie, you must know. So, when your father is blessing you, and when your father is speaking against your enemies, know that it has weight. Are you there? Yeah. It has weight. You see, it has weight. I remember one time, one young lady came, and she was shivering because some lecturer had told her that, if you don't sleep with me, I'll fail you. I told her that it's not happening. It's not happening. I said, the next time he sees you, he can't even look at your face. And we were having a prayer meeting at the time. So I told her that at a point in the prayer meeting, I'll just come and we'll stand aside and pray about the issue. And we prayed. That was it. That was it. And I told her, if he, if he tries to continue, he will lose his job. And I meant it. Oh, yeah. I meant it. You cannot follow your children everywhere, but you can use your words to protect them. Yes. Yes, so that their friends will do well. Hey, are you in the house or you have traveled? Yeah, you see. And if you are a father in the house, practice it. Practice blessing your children. Practice. You see, when their children go to secondary school, you can't follow them. You can't follow them. Yeah. You cannot follow them. You are not there. But you can use your words. You can use your words to direct them to good friends. And you can use your words to ensure that these, uh, what do you call them? Ah. The word has just escaped me. I, I wanted to use a particular word. You see, there are some people, if your child meets them in the secondary school, their life will never be correct again. Mm-hmm. Their life will never be correct again. And you use your mouth to direct those people away. Please, I'm not giving you theories. I'm showing you things I did. Yeah. Yeah. Control it with your mouth. Because you are not there to say, Charlie, this guy is a very bad guy. And stay away from this guy. But by your, by your mouth, you can direct it and direct the path of your children. The Lord, lead them to good friends. Everyone who has a bad plan, away. Your child will not be the next weed smoker. Yeah. It's your the words of your words that they are free. They are free, but they work. The Bible says the power of life and death is on your tongue. Yeah. Are you in the church or you have traveled today? Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Today when you send your child to school, there's a homosexual there waiting. Whether male or female. It used to be that we were not worried about the guys. We used to worry only about the girls. But nowadays, from the, yeah. That's why personally I deleted boarding school from I deleted it. I deleted. I said, no, you're not even going to boarding school at all. Hey, the church has become very quiet. Yeah. I deleted it. Because I'm telling you, as your child goes there, they will meet them there. So if you have to send them to boarding school, use your mouth. No homosexual will touch my child. No homosexual will be their friend. They will not even like each other. They will not see them. Are you seeing it? Speak a word over your child. Don't lead them to go like that. Even fetish priests are sending their children armed with amulets and with charms. Now, walk, child of God, your word has power. Hey! Hey! Father, your words are powerful. 
Yeah, very powerful. I'm actually ending. Hallelujah. But I just want to say to you that if you are a father here, use your words to, call, to just do good things to your children. And if you are a child here, give your parents a reason to bless you. May it never be that you are working and your father does not see your money. <laughs> I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Eh? Oh, but you see, um, my father earns more than... Shut up, that's what I'm talking about. I said, you as a child, take money and send it to your father. Yeah. In our culture, your first pay belongs to your father. Mm. You see, you are quietly looking at me. I just, he has more money. It's not a matter of he has more money. You are becoming a proper child who is invoking the blessing of your father upon your life. And I'm saying that take your first pay to him. And subsequently, every month, he must read something from you, even if it's 10 cities, he must read it from you. Until he tells you stop. If he doesn't say stop, continue. Oh, but 10 cities, what will we do? It will buy bread. It will buy bread. Stop arguing with me. It will buy bread. <laughs> I need the money more than he needs it. You are a foolish child. <laughs> In so far, my money is not enough. Yes, and plus or minus that 10 cities, it will still not be enough. So why not invoke? You are trying to invoke a blessing. Hey. The church has become something. Have you not seen that you have been blessing your mother, but you blessed your father? Ooh. True or not true? When you are going, remember that your mother, she likes this, then you carry it. Then you leave your father. Please, how many of you are honest? You tell me that what I'm saying is true. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, don't leave him out. In the same way as you are going, you say that, oh, my mom, she likes this particular kind of pet. In the same way, your father also uses deodorant. Your father also uses what? He shaves. So don't tell me I don't know what to give him. What do you mean by you don't know what to give him? Hey. He already has a watch. Ah. A pair of socks. Please, uh, fathers, the socks, are they ever enough? Have you ever reached the point you say, too many socks, I don't need socks. Ah, that's fair. Had another sock. Had more handkerchiefs. Hey, the church has become very quiet. Too. Have you noticed that the whole atmosphere has changed? Yeah. When it's blessing your mother, that one you can relate. But blessing your father, no, that one, that one, that one. But I am telling you that it will provoke a reaction. And the reaction will be on your side. Yes. It will be on your side. May God help us, eh? Yeah. May God help us to always honor our parents. To always honor the fathers in our lives. That's why in this church we talk to you and we say that as we measure our father, stand to your feet. And you can see that people are so not used to it. They say we are worshipping the man. We are this. It should show you just how people don't know how to honor. Yeah. They don't know how to honor their parents at all. So when you even provide some small honor, it looks odd. I mean, as we stand, what does it give him? Nothing. But we are just honoring the person as we mention you. Your father's chair in the house. Nobody should sit on it. You see, I'm looking at you. Because when people come, you just give them your father's chair to sit anywhere. That, oh, he sat there. I couldn't tell him to get up. What do you mean by you couldn't tell him to get up? 
Just you just direct the person. Oh, this is daddy's chair. Please just sit here. It may look the same as everybody's chair, but it's your father's chair. It's an honor to say, Oh, this is daddy's chair. And any proper human being will understand what you are saying. Hey, I hope the quietness is because things are occurring to you and things are sinking down in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And behave when you behave properly, it will help you. You'll see that when your father is going to a certain place, he'll take you, not your brother. Because you know how to behave. Hey. I think this message I should have started preaching earlier so that I can preach two or three. I just want to end by saying that I need you to see that the war has been brought to destroy fathers. The devil is out to destroy them. The whole institution of fatherhood is under threat because the enemy knows something that if he can get the fathers, he can finish the rest of us. Yeah, not only your glory, your life. If he can get the fathers. So he has set out on a campaign to destroy fathers. You want me to prove it to you? How many places don't you see that the children have no fathers? Uh, yeah. There's no father. Meanwhile, you know there's a father because there's a child. So there was a sperm donor and they are trying to make the men sperm donors so you don't have anything to do with the child. Once you brought your sperm, that's all we need. One release from you is all. Go. I want to end by telling you a story. And it's a true story. I tell you, my stories are a lot. Wait when I used to work in um, government service, there was a gentleman there who was a very staunch Christian, and he had a family. He had both daughters and sons. And his first daughter, I mean, it was a, they were Christian throughout, you know. Their first daughter, she, was, she had grown, she had come to where she was. Had she gone into the university by that time? I've forgotten, but she was around that age. Then her father was going to do his um, PhD. Because where we were, it was like it had become compulsory. And so he left. He left the family there where we all were. Then he went outside to go and do his PhD. And while he was out there, a colleague in the office targeted his daughter. It was a deliberate targeting. And before we knew it, the girl was pregnant. It was a big issue. And the girl said, the man, number one, they didn't want the child. And number two, the girl herself felt that Charlie disgrace and whatever. They tried three times to abort the child. The child was never aborted. Twice in Tamale and once in Accra. The child was never... I mean, they'll come. They say, we have aborted. We have done everything. When they come, the child is still there. Three times. So, the girl had to have the child. By this time, and you see, all of us were working in the same place. So, the rest of us were telling the guy that, listen, you have... Uh, it's, a, it's a breach of... Um, what shall I call it? Not just, yeah, it's, it's a breach of your, your, your colleague's daughter. You don't do that. The word is not coming again. You see? You have, you have spoiled something in the system. We don't do that. When the girl delivered, that's when this man's wickedness began to surface. Took the child away, sent the child away. I mean, a whole mess. Meanwhile, her father all the time was away doing his PhD. The Christian families were only four. So one day, he sent us a message. Please, I need your help. My family is just in disarray. I need your help. So the Christian community were four men, my husband and three others. And we tried to help the family. But you could see that the thing was very serious. And the girl, she was literally going out of her mind. Literally. Fortunately for her father, he had a Christian supervisor. 
So the supervisor came to him one day and said, I can see that you are disturbed. I think you need to pause, go home and sort out the issue and come. And the supervisor bought the ticket for him and he came. He told us later on that when he entered his house, his house that he left in perfect order, he entered the house to meet his beautiful daughter sitting on the carpet screaming. Her hair just, you know, and he just bent and picked his daughter, physically carried her, and sat down with her. I have come. I'm talking to you about the power of a father. I have come. And he began to sort out the mess that this other issue, this issue had brought in his house. Are you there? Slowly but surely. In fact, once he appeared, his daughter seemed to rally, and he gradually brought his family back into the state that he had left it. Today, as I'm speaking to you, his daughter holds a PhD, is a lecturer, she's married with children, his family has survived. But I'm telling you this story to tell you that the enemy knows that that is the effect of a good man in his house. So, number one, he has come to confuse the men. Some of you are irresponsible. And if you don't let God work on it, you'll become an irresponsible father. No, it is true. Some of you are the products of irresponsible men. And so if you don't go to the Lord, the Lord, help me. May my father's devil not chase me. Let me not. You see, if you go and look with disrespect at your father, it will chase you. You are 50% him. I'm showing you that there is a concerted effort to delete the thing called father. And where the father exists, the enemy has brought up a species of woman that emasculates the man. I'm using that quiet. When I say emasculate, what does it mean? You can talk to a man in a way that makes him not a man anymore. Get up, let's go home. Because you are doing as if you don't know what I'm talking about. By the time you have finished with the man, his things don't get up anymore. Because of what you have said to him. Things like, is that a man? Is that how a real man behaves? Look at you, you cannot even look after your family. Are you a real man? When you're a useless man, compare him with another person. In this church, is the end, though. I say it's the end. A father is what? A father. And we honor fathers. Period. Yeah. We honor fathers. Each one of you will go on to be a responsible father. May God reconstitute what a father was supposed to be and help you to stand for the institution of fathers and not be ashamed. Nobody can make you ashamed. Open your mouth and begin to pray. And for the ladies, may God help us not to be the reason why some men lose their ability to be a man. Father, help us. Forgive us for our evil words and our wicked words. Forgive us for being the Delilahs that have robbed the man of his sight. 
Ask the Lord to help you to be a father after his Pray for yourself and say that Lord, that issue it stops here. I will be a real father. I will be a correct father. The institution of fatherhood it will continue through me. We give you all the praise of God. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much for our fathers. Thank God for your father. However he is, thank God for him. Because of him, you have come to exist. Thank God for him. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank God. Maybe you think he was not a proper father to you, but today pray for him. That whatever he is, that the Lord will gather him to himself. Some of you have never prayed for his salvation. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, we thank you so much. Help us to relate properly with our fathers. Help us do our best by our fathers in the name of Jesus. I pray, your oh God, for those who have difficult relationships with their father. Lord, give your sons and daughters the wisdom and the know-how to repair those relationships for their own good in the name of Jesus. And Lord, let another generation of fathers come forth from this house. Fathers like the patriarchs who spoke good things over their children. Lord, help us. May our fathers not be wiped out. May the institution of fathers not be wiped away. Let it not be a useless thing, but rather let it be what you want it to be. Let our relationships with our fathers be good. As a church, may our relationship to our spiritual father be a good one. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, but you need to give your life to Jesus. You need to give your life to Jesus in order to relate to your spiritual father, God the Father. You want to re just repair that relationship right now. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your right hand. We'll pray together. We'll pray together. Just lift that hand up somewhere. Just lift it up. You know that all is not well between you and the Lord. Just lift up that right hand. It's just a prayer. It's just a prayer. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life today. Oh, come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. Father, we thank you so much for your grace and your mercy towards us. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that because of you, 
we can move on. Now, if your hand was lifted up, I want you to come to me. I want to pray with you. If you lifted up your hand to receive Jesus, just come. God bless you. God bless you. You are there. Your heart is beating. You are wishing that we will move on. Just step out and come. Step out and join us here in front. And let him have his way. Let us pray. Young man, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for this young man who's come to give his life to you today. May he never regret it. May he grow to know you more and more. And let it be well with him. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-F. God richly bless you.